Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, I guess I'm going to do one of those cheesy radio things to start the day and say, may the fourth be with you. (laughs) I've heard everybody across the nation saying that today. It is May 4th, uh, not to be confused with the more important day, Cinco de Mayo, which is tomorrow. Um, I'm your host, Jack Riggins. This is Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is on the producing board, and uh, we have Deb Shore in, uh, who's in a very contested race today. Um, Deb, welcome to the studio. Jack, it's great to be back. I would say that um, at least in in local, as I am a citizen of Lincoln, Nebraska, mm-hmm. I've been receiving flyers, and I would say it's the most contested race. And I think um, the term in a little bit, nothing like the governor level, but you know, Nebraska nice or Nebraska nasty a little bit. And so it's yeah. it's been an interesting race. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you. And um, I appreciate you having me back on because there's you know several things that I want to address that have um, come up from one of my two opponents. One has to do with um, my pro-life stance. I'm proud to be a pro-life candidate. And there has been some discussion about, at some point in time, that um, I supported Planned Parenthood. And never in my uh, 20 years on the county board have any public funds gone to Planned Parenthood, nor have I personally um, supported Planned Parenthood. And even the Journal Star, about a month ago, looked back into the records to confirm that there were no funds at all that went to Planned Parenthood. So I really appreciate that outside look um, to confirm what I've said all along. Sure. Sure. I think one of the things, too, and I'll, and I'll let you get to the points, is mm-hmm. when I listen to the listeners who text me a lot, and as, as these candidacies, yours included, has got going, uh, more and more stuff comes out. And mm-hmm. uh, What would you say to folks out there that feel that you're not conservative enough or that um, you're part of a political class and, and the, you know, the Dems like you? Um, well, I have been um, blessed to serve in public office for many years, and part of how you are successful is coming to the middle to reach compromise and move initiatives forward. But that doesn't mean that I haven't, you know, moved away from my conservative Republican values that have to do with fiscal conservative, being pro-life, supporting infrastructure, and, you know, holding on pro business pro family you know holding on to those core values that are in my mind when I make important decisions every day um and, and another issue that's come up has to has to do with um election security and i was um proud to say that i have voted for the voter id petition that was um recently circulated and um you know the whole whether or not um, Lancaster County accepted Zuckerbucks, and I hate to use that term, and we did utilize some outside funding to support um, having additional drop boxes during the COVID pandemic. We are not doing that this election cycle, and we will probably never be doing that again. It was a a one-time initiative to help people feel more comfortable about voting. Well, and I think I can... This is just me being honest, folks. Uh, Deb Shore answered this uh, before on the show, and you know I've been hard on quote-unquote Zuckerbucks. Um, but we also know factually that I think none of us could have seen that beforehand. We, we, we recognize that dynamic in elections after the fact. 
And um, and I, I want you to say it again. And you talked to me before and said, mm-hmm. I would not vote for that again. Right. Right. And um, part of what we were looking at was an additional outside funding source, a, a grant brought to us by our, our, you know, city county grant writer that um, would offset some of the additional costs for this specific election. So we weren't relying back on property tax dollars. We had to do more mailings. We had to hire, you know, um, additional, um, you know, oversight. There was just a lot of additional costs because it was so unique. Protection equipment, all of that. And so we were looking at a way to provide additional security, you know, yeah. safety for our voters and um, pr- protect our property taxpayers. Yeah. So, what are some of the other things that I know yeah, yeah. Um, are out there that uh, you want to make yeah. sure the voters hear from you? Right. Um, another one has to do with wind farms. Um, we had a, a, a wind farm initiative. Um, that came before the county board several years ago that I voted against. I want to make that very clear. Uh, voted against that. And now there has been some discussion about um, a second wind farm kind of in the Panama area, the southern um, part of Lancaster County and Oto. We have not received any um, official information about that. There has been some a couple community meetings that have occurred, and I'm looking forward to, to attending more of those. But there's um, a feeling out there, or I guess not a feeling, a statement that um, I accepted money from NextEra, uh, who proposed the wind farm project. And um, I ha- have not um, accepted any money from NextEra and will not. Um, there was uh, a donation made to my campaign account from Ranger Power which is another green energy company, and I became familiar with them as a result of um, the project for solar initiative that mm-hmm. was in the northern uh, west part of Lancaster County. So, um, again, that was a, a controversial project and uh, worked with a developer to increase the setbacks, and I felt comfortable uh, that we were protecting the residents and maintaining that balance between um, private property rights and, uh, you know, development and, and green energy. And so I just want to make clear that I have not accepted any um, campaign donations from any wind developers at all. Um, one of the things um, in those meetings, what are you hearing in those uh, county meetings, uh, I guess, out there about wind and solar? Um, I know there were a couple recently um, where things are being discussed, and what are the concerns those folks have? You know, and I, I think it's, it's the same concerns that we had s- several years ago. Um, it's, um, you know, visual pollution. You know, they mm-hmm. are very high, and um, when people move out to the country, they want those vistas. So that's part of it. There are, you know, health concerns, whether or not there's, you know, a buzzing or something that caused us maybe headaches or some other health complications. There's environmental concerns, you know, that birds are eagles. Sure. You know. uh, so, you know, th- th- it's all of those kinds of issues. But there's also um, those farmers that need that additional source of revenue. I mean, yeah. think t- times are tight for farmers right now and ag providers. And so, you know, there are those that want that additional source of revenue and are willing to have that solar or solar or wind installation on their land. So it's again that very very delicate balance. Yeah, I think it's, it's a very contentious issue. If I, as I've understood, and mm-hmm. we've had experts come in and callers. And one of the things um, 
that I ran to ground for the listeners because they were asking me is I, I looked on the Nebraska Accountability Disclosure Commission and Nebraska New Energy Pact mm-hmm. um, was your largest donor. Um, and, and I don't know exactly who they are. Um, but when I looked at it, I was concerned because they also donated 20000 to uh, County Commissioner Flower Day and Vote Vest 10K. And I think that's what the listeners are seeing when they look at that and, and say, what's going on here with Deb Shore uh, potentially in this wind-solar dynamic? And and I appreciate that question. Um, I I'm proud to say my largest campaign donor is a good friend who's a cattle farmer way out in um, Morrill County. Fair, so, fair. so so fair. fair. So to say that's my last, <laughs> right my up. largest isn't true. Okay, but, I just looked at the no, statement yeah, from... Right, right. Um, but again, um, when you look at uh, the new green, new energy economy, they are not affiliated with Nextera. They are not affiliated with the wind company that brought forth these two proposals. They are affiliated with Ranger Power, which was the solar component of the issue that has come before the county board recently. Well, thanks, so. for, thanks for clearing mm-hmm. that up. Because yeah. it, it's hard to find these issues. Right, right, and, right. And, and, and Unless you deal of, with it every day. Yeah. I and, understand. And so uh, appreciate that. Well, keep going because there's a lot. Yeah, there's I know. a lot. There's a lot. Um, you know, I... I'm I'm proud of the work we've done with infrastructure. I talked with you before about the fact that um, since Engineer Dingman has come into office, that um, we've increased her budget by forty percent. Um, so whether that's roads or bridges or you know whatever other priorities she has, um, new equipment, new trucks, new computer systems, remodeling her office, those are all her decisions. Mm-hmm. And um, all we can do is, is provide the funding, and I'm glad that we have increased that by 40%. Uh, we've had the opportunity to open quite a few new bridges um, in the last four or five years, and we've now allocated new money for uh, culvert replacement from our ARPA dollars and, of course, excited about the broadband initiative coming up. We've Do got- you think you'll be able to, because I know from her there's a gap in reoccurring costs and just mm-hmm. what I'll call has happened over 20 years, no one's mm-hmm. fault, but do you, do you think you and the others, or at least you, can work to try to close that gap, you know, year after year in infrastructure out in the county? Right. And again, I'm not an engineer, but certainly we are working to close that gap. But, you know, what is the balance between maintenance? You know, should we have been doing more maintenance along the way as opposed to waiting to the point that we get, okay, the bridge is closed. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm not an engineer, but where is that that balance to make sure that we are not getting to the point where we are impacting the traveling public and, you know, whether it's schools or farm to market or, you know, people getting to work or rural responders. So, right on. Um, yeah. En- encouraging, you know, that continuing discussion. Um, if I could just go back to one other thing that I wanted to talk about, one of my opponents is talking about the fact that property taxes have gone up. 178% or some huge number. I've gone back to try and document that, which I have not been able to. Um, and one of the things when you look at property taxes as a whole, remember Lincoln Public Schools is two-thirds, mm-hmm. and then about another third is the city and the county split, and then there's some other minor taxing subdivisions. So I don't know if... if um, my opponent's looking at a larger picture or if they are throwing in 
the ARPA funds, because mm-hmm. we've talked about the fact that um, the city is at, at 34 and the county at 62 additional million. So if you throw that in, that certainly will skew the numbers. I think 2020 um, and 2021 will always have an asterisk by it because right. it was, you know, so unique. But what I am proud of in in the time that I have been in office, at least the last 15 years, that spending has only increased by 1.57%. And so that shows how hard um, the county board has worked as well as the um, other elected officials and our department directors. And if you look at the property tax rate increase just for Lancaster County, over that same time period, you know, that's gone up 4.04%. You know, which, if you consider inflation, is a pretty reasonable number over a 15-year time period. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and again, those are stats that came um, directly from our budget and fiscal office. And so I would encourage any of your listeners to go to um, lancaster.ne.gov, click on our budget and fiscal uh, tab, and you will see the numbers I'm I'm referring to. And I know we only have a few more minutes, so if I could, just close with a couple additional thoughts. Um, you know, I think my experience uh, is the reason I stand out in, in this race. I've worked hard for property tax relief. I've worked hard to support infrastructure. And, you know, over the last several years, workforce development has become a key issue and getting workers in um, because we have so many open positions in this community. Um, I'm proud to have the endorsement of the Lincoln Journal Star and the support of the Home Builders um, Association of Lincoln, their PAC, as well as the Religious Association PAC. Um, my, my husband and I, along with my, my two daughters and my sister and my dear best friends, you know, we have knocked over on over 5,000 doors. And this is not a lit drop. Um, this is knocking on the door and saying, hey, what do you, what's important to you? And I've heard things about, okay, you need to repave um, the motor vehicle parking lot. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard conversations about the governor's race. And so to me, it's a, having those personal one-on-one conversations that really are making the difference. And I would be greatly honored to continue serving Lancaster County for another term. Yeah, pr- appreciate all that. And um, I know we won't probably see you until after the election. Um, I, I just have one more thing, because Lincolnites are asking me, and uh, in a way, I think it's been... Uh, fueled by the Zuckerbucks thing, but our new welcoming and belonging plan, and, and that's part of it, and immigration, and that has mm-hmm. folks looking into things. Um, and there are questions that it comes from national Mike Bloomberg-type backed organizations, and and we're, uh, uh, we're putting national stuff into Lincoln. How, as a conservative, will you help, you know, balance those type strategic plans um, that we're looking at as a city and county? You know, so they're not just far left or even mm-hmm. left center, and they're taking into account all Lincolnites and Lancaster County folks. Well, and, and I think you know we've had um, quite a few um, Afghan refugees, and of course now we've got the you know the Ukrainian population coming here, and how to you know immerse them in our culture. And part of that is making sure that they are surrounded by support services, but also that they are taking the initiative to learn English, to learn about the history of our country, and learn about our electoral process and register to vote. Deb Shore, running uh, incumbent and running for county commissioner again. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. All right. 1499.3 KLIN.
You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Uh, I think I'm on air. <laughs> I love when we have those moments. Uh, Deb Shore, uh, running for county commissioner, was just on the show. I think that's probably the most hotly contested race in um the GOP here in Lancaster County. Um so it was good to get her on and and clarify a few things with things she wanted to put out and uh again she's running against Travis Filing as well as Matt Schulte. Uh Travis will be on the show on Friday and as we're getting close here to the end uh I'm really excited cuz we can get back to news and stuff but it's been great having all the uh candidates on uh, second segment, folks, we're going to have City Impact in. Um, if you're not familiar with them, um, they're going to be talking about their mission where they are mentoring uh, high school juniors and seniors uh, with uh, academics and accountability support and really life skills, as as I understand it. And, uh, and we're going to also talk about their event coming up Friday, May 20th. So looking forward to that in the second segment. Uh, speaking of politics, um, as I've been telling you all week, straw polls are out, at least on the GOP side here in the county. Uh, Charles W. Herbster is far and away in that straw poll, uh, ahead in the governor's race, uh, in the uh, treasurer race, Tracy Rayfear at 81%. Uh, he was on the show yesterday, so that's a race going on. And then today... Um, Hickman City Council, Travis uh, Bocart is at the 63% mark, um, as well as on the uh, Norris School Board, uh, Justin Jerhoda is well past the 61% mark. So those, those are nice things if you're those guys. Um, and then uh, this county commissioner in District 3 where we just had Deb Shore on uh, right now, uh, it's uh, Matt Schulte at 61%, Travis Filing at 24%, Deb Shore at 5%. Again, a straw poll from the Lancaster County Republican Party, 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Uh, we're not to the end of the political line of having candidates on, which I'm very happy about that we've been doing it. But I'm going to tell you, it gets a little uh, monotonous. Uh, exciting. We have uh, Lisa Gwill in from City Impact, and we're going to talk about that organization. Full disclosure, Doug Fitzgerald set this up, which was awesome. I wanted to have him on. And uh, to be honest, I don't know much about your mission, and maybe some of my listeners do, maybe they don't, but where did you get started? What's the mission of City Impact? And tell us all about it. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and, yeah. and chatting with you as well, even though Doug was not able to join us also. Um, so as you said, my name is Lisa Gwill, and I am with City Impact. And City Impact is really excited to be celebrating 25 years of impact in Lincoln and beyond. Our mission is not an easy one to describe to folks because we have a very holistic approach to relationships with youth under resourced youth in Lincoln. So the most concise way to talk about it is to say that we mentor, teach and empower under resourced youth in Lincoln, raising leaders who are making changes and transformations in their lives, their households, their neighborhoods, their communities. I don't want to say programs. We'll probably get into some programs, but um, mechanisms. I mean, is it is it life skills, education, accountability, all those things? I mean, describe to me taking somebody from A to Z as best you can. Absolutely. Actually, um, today I just got the final cut of a really beautiful video that we're going to be ready to launch this month throughout our Give to Lincoln Day messaging and campaign um, about um, a local employee of Lincoln High, Katie Ness, um, and Katie has been part of City Impact programs for over 20 years. She started with us when she was in about fifth or sixth grade when a friend invited her to come, um, and she got connected initially with one of our faith programs, um, which we call CI Kids, and so she got involved in that and um, had some big challenges at home. A lot of our kids come from a variety of really challenging situations, and a lot of our, our kids come from... Um, maybe different types of generational cycles and challenges they've had to overcome, sometimes um, poverty, sometimes addiction uh, and abuse, a lot of different uh, really challenging circumstances. And Katie had some of those things happening in her life that she didn't even realize had put her into a place where she was looking for community. She was looking for a safe place to be and wasn't even aware that that's mm. what she was looking for. But mm. she found it at City Impact. And not only did that make such a big difference in her life, that by the time she became an adult um, and unfortunately found herself repeating some of those cycles that she was mm -hmm. trying to escape, she found the strength to bring her kids to come be part of our programs. And so they became invested in our faith programs as well as in our literacy programs and our mentoring programs. And now Katie and all four of her kids are at City Impact. She's actually on part-time staff with us. She brings more kids with her to uh, City Impact all the time, along with her four children. Her oldest daughter, Kenzie, is getting ready to graduate from Lincoln High and is also a City Impact staffer. She is a paid youth intern uh, with us as well. So I feel like Katie is a great way to talk about everything that we do. Um, it is long-term relationships. It is about a focus on helping kids identify academic um, areas where they need assistance, but also just that additional relational support that is really necessary that a lot of kids have built in through family systems, through neighborhoods um, and different things. And there are some folks in our neighborhood who are really lacking in those areas. And providing that little bit of extra support really helps kids to uncover what they are capable of and to see themselves in that same light. Yeah, wow. Um, well, first of all, um, will you bring Katie back in with you sometime? I would love to. Yeah, I absolutely love to. There's a couple of things there that uh, Lisa hit on. Uh, first, uh, if you follow my story, and you should, Listen, I'm a recovering addict myself, uh, a user, and uh, I let me tell you what, kids and everybody out there, you need to know, one, there's hope. Um, depending on how you believe, I believe it's a disease, but here's the great thing. You can recover, and oftentimes in that recovery, unlike cancer where you might not be able to recover, you can, 
and it is usually the spirit and the hope of people around you and the support network that gets you kind of over the edge and and you can get there so i want to it For doesn't sure. matter who it is and so it's great um and if you have other challenges with children and stuff like that mm-hmm. there are groups like city impact that will help you when you talk about like literacy, there's things we take for granted, especially here in Nebraska, but you hit on them. I see, you know, over 1,500 hours of, of mentoring in literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I see 142 collective years of long-term mentoring relationships. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, this is impactful. And I really do that one person believe that one person can make a difference, right? For sure. For Not sure. Not only us going down, but those youth coming up. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's such a community effort, which is one of the things that I love most about what we get to be part of at City Impact. It's not inviting even mentor volunteers and others to come in and and fix a problem because none of our kids are a problem. Every one of them is light to their community and they have the potential to see that in themselves. But so many of them hear repeated messaging from a variety of places that says you are not enough or that says you are too much. And no matter what direction they look, they feel like they're not measuring up. And yeah, they, or you can't overcome this, or yes. the, you know, the deck's stacked against you. And, and the truth is, as I've said this before, this is probably one of the greatest lessons from traveling the world um, in the Navy, was kids are just kids, and they have bright eyes, and they, you know, it's incumbent on, upon us as the adults to help them with their future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have an amazing team of people that pour into that. But one of the really cool things, too, that we do in our programs as we are raising up young leaders is that our kids that are part of our elementary school programs, they see themselves as leaders because we have youth that are in middle and high school that come back and volunteer in our reading program and in our faith program. And they are serving in those classrooms week after week with our kids. They see their siblings and their their cousins and their friends serving in those classrooms. They know that they're a leader because they see it. That is so cool because I always say, like, to get something and understand the power of it, right, you go back and teach, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm open about uh, my struggles, and I go back and I help people with their struggles, mm-hmm. right? So it's this constant cycle of of giving back and learning, and it's very human and powerful. Yeah. Um, wow. You know... T- Typical radio plug first, because I might forget it. Let's talk about your event coming up Friday, May 20th. Yes, thank you. Uh, so as we are celebrating 25 years of impact in Lincoln, we are hosting a huge family reunion, and we want all of our alumni and our families and our kids and our supporters and our donors to all be in the same space. Our space is on North 33rd Street in between Vine and Holdridge, so we're right by Peter Pan Park on Overland Trail uh, Road right there. And so we're, we have the park reserved. We're going to be outside. We'll have food trucks and activities and a DJ, and we want everyone to come out and see what's new in our building and to hang out in the park and celebrate 25 years of impact. We're going to have um, special name tags for folks, and they can self-identify their years of impact uh, regarding gotcha. City Impact. And our kids have an impact on everyone that they're in class with, too. So if they've been part of our programs for five years, they're going to write five on there. If you've been a mentor for five years, then you're going to write five on there because we're all impacting one another throughout this. Oh, that's cool. It's literally a family reunion. Yes. That's yes. neat. Um, Lisa, well, how did you get into this? I mean, where does the the passion um, and everything come for you? I have been part of City Impact for not quite five years now, um, and I'm not actually from Lincoln. I'm from Kearney. That's um, okay. We're all Americans in Nebraska. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm from Fremont. <laughs> there we go. Um, but I feel 
in my childhood and growing up, if I had had something like City Impact and had a resource like this, it would have meant a lot to me. There were certainly some struggles and some generational cycles in my family mm-hmm. that I have worked to break. And so when I think about the opportunity to be part of this now, the opportunity to bring my two daughters into it and participate in our programs at City Impact also, and to see um, rising leaders come out of this, it it just... Um, it fills my bucket, which is the worst cliche ever. It it, it well, means no, the world to me. It's, it's like it's the old adage, chicken soup for the soul. I mean, it's good when you're helping people. And, and honestly, I think when you're helping youth as an adult, because you've gone through so much, yeah. everybody has, um, to see, one, you help them keep kind of their light on and their focus and giving them hope. And, and trust me, I think it's more difficult today as a youth yeah. than it ever was um, for a lot of reasons. And so, you know, how can it not make you feel good? And yeah. like you said, I mean, in your own personal life, I think that's another thing we don't talk enough about, which is, um, you know, family cycles. and. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I oftentimes make jokes with my kids and I say, well, you know, when you're an adult, you'll you'll be able to go do X, Y and Z. But in the end of the day, it's been a powerful motivator for me to do some of the things that I didn't enjoy happening to me as a young person Mm -hmm. by my family unit and to try to make it a little bit better than for that next generation. For sure. And seeing that happen, like in in Katie's story, story, for example, and with our annual report there, which I hate that people can't see. I want them to go to cityimpact.org and look at everything there. Cityimpact.org, folks. you got to go there. We've got some beautiful pictures that help to tell these stories of impact in our city. Um, But one of the stories in our most recent annual report, our impact report, is about our two paid youth interns. And one of those is Kenzie. Kenzie is Katie's oldest daughter. Um, And when I got to interview the interns and talk to them about their experience, about learning what's going on behind the scenes at City Impact and how things work, one of the things that they said most impressed them is they had no idea how much how much time and planning and effort and even cost goes into creating programs, creating a safe space, creating an engaging place for our kids to be part of this and building a community. Um, and then Kenzie, when I asked her about when she was young, did you see did you see yourself as a leader? Did you see yourself as having potential? And she said, honestly, if you would have asked me that in sixth grade, I wouldn't have even been able to picture myself. Mm. As an 18-year-old graduating, because I felt so despairing at different times. There were so many challenges in my life. I couldn't even foresee six, eight years in the future. Right. And now she's getting ready to graduate high school, and she is getting ready to launch herself into the world. She is entrepreneurial. She has all the goals. She wants to come back and run City Impact, and we want that, too. That's awesome. That is awesome. I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. These are the stories that make me feel good. And, folks, I hope we can get to more of these type stories um, through the summer and as the show grows, like I said, I mean, this is a nice reprieve from the political stuff um, that we've all been uh, here on the show, but even across the state. I mean, this is people helping people. Um, you, the nice thing here I'm looking is it's true. You've got to go to the website, folks, cityimpact.org. Yes. And uh, they've got great uh, promo material. Um, but what I see also is you have a good amount of community partners, church partners, yeah. um, and, and that's that's definitely good. I wanted to ask you about, clearly everyone has been impacted by COVID and the struggles over the mm-hmm. last couple of years, and sometimes it's hard to hear youth. What did you guys witness and challenges with that yeah. time period um, with City Impact? 
So just like everyone, it, it just came out of the blue and derailed all of our plans and mm-hmm. everyone's reinventing everything. And a lot of other nonprofits, because of the way their, their programs run and because of a myriad of factors, they had to kind of shut things down. Um, when COVID hit, just as the world was shutting down. And one of the things that I was most proud of with our team is that we have such strong and deep relationships with our kids that they, our program team did not miss a beat. Yeah. They were just communicating differently. We moved things online. We were doing Zoom connections. They were doing online gaming with our youth because that's where the kids were hanging out. Yeah. And because of those relationships that already had those deep roots, our, we were able to stay connected to our kids and give them a support system that they would otherwise have been without that they very much needed in wow. the midst of insecurity and crisis. Uh, I don't know why, Lisa Goyle, you have sold me on City Impact. Um, I do want you to come back on. Thank and you. I, wa- I want you to bring whoever. And let's let's have more frequent of these things and and get the word out so that because I like the, you know, people helping people approach. Yeah, I think it's great. Again, Friday, May 20th, Friday, May 20th at City Impact uh, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at City Impact in Peter Pan Park. It's open house. Come by, get some food. We'll have some great food trucks there. And then that is just right before Give to Lincoln Day, which is on May 26th. So we're really pushing into different stories um, all month, talking about mentor, teach, empower, and transform, letting folks know what we're up to and inviting them to be part of it. See ways you want to be plugged in, volunteering yeah. to help kids read, volunteering as a mentor, coming to help set up at the event. We actually need event volunteers right now to, to set up and run some activities. I'll tell you kids. right now, I'll volunteer. Get me some kids in here that are interested in radio and journalism. and We'll, we'll, we have we'll, show, them. we'll show them how this works. In here. We have a production studio at our facility, and we would love to have you guys come help us with that. that that'd be fun. I, I would volunteer to do that, without right. a doubt. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, cityimpact.org, and I suspect if people want to donate, that's also where they can donate. They can, and if they want to support through Give to Lincoln Day, they go to cityimpact.org. We have a Give to the Lincoln Day link there, because those donations run through the Lincoln Community Foundation. Perfect. City Impact, 1499 3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're finishing up today. I got to tell you, yesterday, uh, Chris Lofkin walked in and had some traffic updates, and I just blew right by him, didn't even do it. And Chris says to me, maybe I'll just walk right in there and do them. And I said, that would make sure the people at Lincoln get here. So Chris Lofgren, folks. And here I am. Yes, we just had a new accident, 70th and LaSalle. That's just south of Pioneers Boulevard. Two vehicles involved. Use extra caution in the area. Thank you, Commander. Oh, I love it. Ever since I first even considered taking this job, Chris was the first guy I saw on, on radio, and I love that voice, i got to tell you. But be safe out there. Drive safe. I've talked about it, folks. We're, we're not as good as we could be. Uh, City Impact, what a cool mission. Um, seriously, I, I like that. Doug Fitzgerald, thanks for setting that up. Lisa Gwill for coming in. Deb Shore was on the show earlier. Uh, there's results uh, from the straw poll from the Lancaster County Republican Party out. Um, about uh, the county commissioner's race. Matt Schulte's leading that with Travis filing close second. Uh, Justin Drahota in the Norris School Board and Travis Borkart in uh, Hickman City Council. Gubernatorial candidate Charles W. Herbster's leading that straw poll here in Lincoln uh, at 62%. And uh, the, uh, excuse me, 81% uh, county treasurer uh, Tracy Rayfear. So uh, get out and vote, folks. I guess if... I, 
I don't know. Listen, how to judge this show. One of my intent has been to educate voters all year and to get us motivated to vote. If you were to ask me on Tuesday, the primary one way I'll look at uh, a one success measure of this show is who in Lancaster County, how many people go out and vote? I want to see mass amounts of voters out, even for the primary. Tomorrow, LNK Today, they got Ticket Thursday Morning Drive. Girl Lincoln and Greg Sharp. I will have Natalie Weiss on tomorrow. We're, we're going to free flow Natalie and I. Really, probably one of my favorite guests, because we just talk like regular people, and we figure things out. All right, 1,499.3 KLIN.